we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. podcast for your career and your life no matter what business you're in hello and welcome to episode six of our we are powering on season of the northern powering podcast i'm your host simone roche and every week i am joined by someone from our northern powerman community who we can all learn from and hear their stories and this week i must admit this is such an amazing amazing background story i love reading them every week and i'm lucky enough to be chatting to the amazing dr penny trainer award-winning paediatric clinical neuropsychologist and honorary lecturer in clinical health and psychology at the University of Manchester. In 2009, she founded a specialist community-based neuropsychological rehabilitation service for children with acquired brain injuries serving patients and families across the UK. Penny is also the creator of Goal Manager, an award-winning cloud-based software application designed to facilitate effective goal setting in rehabilitation. Goal Manager has received a national award for innovation. Brain injury rehabilitation is now being implemented in services across the UK and the USA. When she's not doing that, because obviously there's loads of time after that, Penny is also a professional DJ and has used these skills to co-design a DJing for rehabilitation program as a vehicle for helping children and adults recover from catastrophic brain injuries. Wow. Welcome, Dr. Penny. Thank you, Simone. That was a great rundown of my life. Thank you. And congratulations for um, being part of our Future List 2022. We were having a good chat just before the recording and sort of the conversations that you had in the room on that night, not whatever we were five or six weeks ago in Manchester at the awards. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. And thank you for including me and me being part of that list. And, you know, the moment that I got that nomination, I kind of thought, well, what's this all about? Out. Like I'm, I have to say, I'm, I'm new to the Northern Power Women, and you know, on the night, I just met some really incredible women who I've continued to interact with and network with outside of it. You know, building networks and things are growing. It's this is what we need. You know, I've been a sort of a lone practitioner for the last you know 13 years of my career in private practice, and you know, it can be quite challenging out there being on your own and being out there in the world. And fortunately, about a year ago, actually just coming up to 18 months ago. My new EA, Paula Theobald, who's also an incredible woman, came and joined me and has brought me into this world and started getting me networking and getting me connecting. And so this was part of that. So, yeah, big thanks to her as well. And, and that's what the awards were always about for me, was to to enable you to shine a light on other people, for people to shine a light on you, to have those stories told. And we've just heard at the start of this podcast, you know, your achievements and everything that you've done and do is so diverse and so rich. And you are a renowned and celebrated neuropsychologist. There were lots, lots of rehabilitation psychologists 
this PJ outtake. It was it was it was hard to get my tongue round some of the yeah in your introduction. But can you can you explain more about the field? Yeah, so I'm a neuropsychologist. So neuropsychologists are clinical psychologists or educational psychologists by background. So it's a very long training process. So we've all done an undergraduate degree in psychology and then doctoral training. And then the neuropsychology bit is postdoctoral training and postgraduate training to specialize in working with individuals who've got neurological conditions. So my particular field is acquired brain injury, but you might be working with people who have brain tumors, epilepsy, all kinds of different conditions. My other specialist field actually is uh, working with people who've had tics and Tourette syndrome. So I see lots of young people totally online now um, since the pandemic. So I'm now treating people all over the country without ever actually meeting them in person. And so it's, like I say, a very long road to get there. And it means that there's not that many of us. There's only about, I think, just around 40 pediatric uh, neuropsychologists in the country and a few more adult ones. So it means we're very busy, which kind of links into my world of kind of getting into, you know, tech and trying to think about ways that we can speed things up, really, and deliver the best for patients with the time we have available, which is... uh, quite stretched already. That really is the ultimate of using your power for good and innovating for good because you you work with children and adults who have experienced brain injuries, have numerous additional challenges to cope with and the one technique that you use is your award-winning goal manager and the, the goal setting, isn't it? Tell us about that. Yeah, there's a bit of a funny backstory to this actually because I come from a family of a long line of engineers. Everyone, you know, my my father, his father, my brothers, they all work in technology and engineering. So there's me saying, I'm going to be a psychologist. I'm going to work with people, forget tech. And like, here I am right back here, you know, where the family started. So, and it it came about because um, Goal Manager is a platform, I guess, if you think about it, like your Monday.com, your Trello, your, your management, your workflow management, but for rehabilitation. So if you've had an injury of any sort, and there's a load of kind of different professionals involved, all delivering different aspects of your healthcare, all, you know, with the greater goal of getting you back to, you know, helping you recover. There's a lot of information there to coordinate. It's really, really difficult to pull all that information together to communicate across multiple services, to make sure that you're tracking progress, to make sure it's being represented accurately, to make sure you're providing proper justification for funding going forward. So all of that is really complicated. And it was a job that I was tasked with from the people that I work with. I tend to be the, the clinical lead of the team. So it's my job to pull all that together. And, you know, it just became an increasingly onerous job. And, you know, I didn't get into psychology to be doing admin. You know, part, it is a very important part of the job, but I really want to be out there seeing people. So it just evolved organically from our experience as a service, thinking, what can we do to speed things up? Where, where can we automate things? And goal setting is such a huge part of rehabilitation. You know, you need a direction, you need a focus, and the patients need to know why you're doing the things you're doing. So we took that and just kind of developed something to use in-house within our service. And it just took on a life of its own, really, when we realized actually how helpful this is, not only in brain injury, but spinal injury, any sort of rehabilitation. If you've had some any complexity in your life that's involving multiple professionals, we can help and speed things up and free up your your service your your service providers so they can spend more time with you and less time on admin. So that really has now become the mission. I'm like, now let's look and look at other areas. Where else can we we innovate? What else can we be doing? How can we be sort of using a bit of a bottom up process with the industry? Because I think traditionally with healthcare, we clinicians often feel that maybe there's a bit of a top-down model where technology companies come in and give us something and go, here, we've invented this platform for you, off you go. And we often find it's not fit for purpose or it's clunky or it's difficult to use or 
it's just because they're, they're not designing from the ground up. So, you know, we're out there on the ground. Patients know what they need and they want. Clinicians know what they need to do to help their patients. So I'm really a champion now of kind of finding that innovation and kind of shining a light on it. So, you know, opportunities like this are absolutely invaluable to that. So thank you. No, it's amazing because that is, like you say, it's 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 being designed and co-designed for your patients in mind and not just being having to go, here you go, here's something new, crack on with it, you know. So what transformation have you seen um, in your patients being, you know, by using the goal manager? You know, everything, because everything is more streamlined and more organised, it means that we're spending far less time on admin. We've been able to grow as a service we'll be able to expand the number of people we see and we see that replicated in other areas everyone can do that because they're not spending so much time on it it's much easier and much clearer to get to people's difficulties when you've got a system that just helps you sort through the data and organize it so we're getting quicker, quicker identification of problems we're not missing things not that we were but there's people's lives are complex and there's a lot to consider and we need to make sure we look holistically across the breadth of what everyone needs And when there's a lot of data to sort through, that can be very difficult. That doesn't happen anymore. It's a pleasure to be able to log on and talk through someone's goal plan with them. They can see really clearly why they're doing what they're doing. And one thing that actually hadn't occurred to me that um, an individual I spoke to a couple of weeks ago pointed out to me, and it's a shame that this is really the case, but they felt a real benefit from them as uh, from a patient perspective was accountability for their services. So when your service provider says they're going to do something, it's hard to keep track of that and hard to kind of hold them to account why it hasn't happened or you know when it was going to happen. So they were like, this is really good. So I can go in with my service provider and go, this is what we said we're doing. This is what's happening. Why is it not happening or what are the challenges? So it's clearer for everyone. It's a control on both sides, isn't it? And that's got to be yeah. good for mental health as well. And it's great to hear that passion, that passion you have about this innovation, about your people, about, you know, well-being, about, your, you know, the clinical. And I know you're you're also really passionate about neurodiversity in the workplace. We did a, a webinar recently and we've got a, a power circle coming up uh, very soon. And uh, I know, you know, there's a whole thing about workplaces being more engaged with neurodiverse community now is, do you you think there's more understanding less judgment around this anymore yeah i'd love to say that we're you know there is more understanding and less judgment but you know i think that's difficult to gauge but i think what there definitely is is increased recognition and discussions around this and there's some really wonderful ambassadors for this that are live on linkedin and are out there i see them every week training um, workforces and going into companies to really talk to them so i think there's a real recognition i think there's a drive for employers to try and make this better and an understanding of the legal framework around this stuff. But actually, I think one of the things of the pandemic, we were, you know, all sat in our houses and had the opportunity to understand a little bit more, read a little bit more, watch a few more things. And so hopefully it has filtered through. I certainly feel like you see much more of that kind of discussion going on now. Uh, but it'd be interesting to talk to neurodivergent people about how they feel. Absolutely. And I think it's about not just, it's, you know, go, oh, here you go, we're going to talk about this. It's almost that action. What are we going to do and what are going to change? Yeah. And I think that's, that's you know, we can have lots and lots of conversation, but how are we uh, in true Northern style, you know, cracking on with this, you know? So I think it's really important. And I think the pandemic has shown us a lot of those individuals who str- perhaps struggle with open plan workspaces and lots of change and daily changes to schedules and things really you know we need to think about how we create this hybrid 
workspace where people can people that work that need those sorts of adjustments in their working practices can access them we shouldn't all be forced to go into the office i don't think this is kind of feels like there's this movement of let's all get back in but i think it's about we need to top stop and take stock and work out what's best for who absolutely 100 percent. and uh talking about even more passions you have a really cool passion which is djing where did your love of music come from oh it's a very very long-standing love way back from you know my family with you know everyone we're a very musical, loving family, but actually the, the DJing thing was something I always wanted to do. I had have a lot of friends who were DJs. I'm big, you know, used to be a big clubber and like going to lots of events and stuff. I've always loved going out, if you like, and music. Uh, but I just didn't have time. You know, I, I said at the start of this, that journey to become a psychologist, not a huge amount of time on that journey to be doing a lot of other stuff. So I just parked it. Um, but this is a really great uh, power woman story. My, I, I became a DJ sort of three, three years ago um, when Lisa Lashes, who is, I think till this day, I think she's still the only female DJ to ever have been in like the top 10 DJs in the world, which is actually incredible. She's an incredibly inspiring woman. And she set up this camp, this like three month, um, took me from zero to hero DJing camp where we learned DJing, de- music production, podcasting, radio production, all of that. Three months, two days a week at Tiger Tiger in Manchester. So we were re- based in a club, but it was really industry based. Fantastic. So I emerged. I started off not even knowing what the kit was called and, you know, emerged a professional DJ. And, you know, thanks to Lisa for putting that together. And I know she's carrying on those programs. So she's another lady, actually, to get on your podcast. Simone might be nice to hear about that 100% Lisa come on down we'd love to get you in although when I, when I interview professionals like yourself I always have my own imposter syndrome thinking they are so so amazing at this because you're a professional DJ and you've taken this in to your co-design in the DJ and rehabilitation program what's the impact on the children and adults that you've worked with with this because it's amazing yeah so um, I partnered with DJ Mark One who is a you know a, he's been training people for over 30 years in the industry so he's really really skilled at getting people DJing and the bit we put we put kind of put our heads together to think about what are the benefits from a neurological perspective um, in terms of attention, concentration, memory, well-being, self-esteem, planning and organizing skills, all of that stuff and and having a purpose, having a focus. And so what we're finding is where some of the young people and young adults that we're working with who may have been demotivated previously or less engaged with their rehabilitation, because it does it does wane over time. You know, we all know that feeling of starting something and it's great. But after a time, you know, it can be hard to keep it up. So it's giving them a purpose. It's giving them a focus. And we're seeing an increase, you know, in well-being, decrease in issues around attention and concentration problems, use of more use of kind of all the strategies that we recommend because it's they've got reason to use these things. It's hard to say to a young person, you need to use a diary because, you know, your memory difficulties. But actually, if they've got to remember their gigs, they've got to remember their DJ lessons, suddenly they've got a reason to do that. And so it really increases that motivation and drive to keep going and keep going with their recovery. So yeah, it's great. Really great. And you know, I love it. I love the way you've been able to package and manoeuvre and arrange and organise all your side hustles, passions, you know, um, and and purpose all into this beautifully impactful package around rehabilitation and, you know, supporting and engaging and motivating and engaging with, with people with really severe, you know, injuries. So Penny, I think you are a total 
legend. I want a Northern Power Women DJ to hero boot camp. We've got to do something out there, but I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on the podcast today. You are totally inspiring and we definitely want to get you on one of our Power Up Mentoring because the fact that you can bring all this joy and passion and expertise into one one space is, is phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you, Simone. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Inspiring everyone to do better and, you know, we together we can lift each other up and yeah it's incredible so thank you for having me be a part of this oh thank you so much penny for being here today and thank you all for tuning in if you love our episodes let us know by rating reviewing subscribing to the podcast and let your friends know reach out on socials at north power women on twitter and northern power women on all our other social media drop us a line at the podcast at northernpowerwomen.com our next power up networking session will take place on 16th of may from 12 to 1 please sign up in the show notes or wherever you are looking for advice or happy to give these sessions are hugely impactful join us next monday when i'll be joined by another fabulous wonderful role model from the northern power women community and simone roche and you've been listening to the northern power women podcast a what goes on media production oh.